What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Angelo. Here with me, as always, is Alex. And Alex! How's it going, guys? You had your third best week of the season, buddy. I went back and counted it. It's tied for fifth best. So, it's in, top five so, week. So, I'm guessing it's not in my top five. No, it's definitely not. I didn't count yours, but it's like, as I was scrolling for mine, it's like, I'm six and eight, you're 12 and two. You had plenty of like double digit wins. So I'm gonna say it's not in your top five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight and eight week for both of us guys. I guess we can, we can just lead with that. Eight and eight right on the dot. Like, the, the last game, Miami game, we were both on opposite sides. So, so Buffalo got it. And I made an eight. And you're in an eight. Yes. And to be honest, that episode didn't do too good. But I didn't expect it to do too good. It was week 18. Quite honestly, there was a bunch of teams that were playing for nothing. I'm sure we're going to get into the some of the things that actually mattered. But they're few and far between. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is there anything in particular you want to talk about before we get into the meat of our episode? I guess as I talked about the the record, I can just finish off saying uh, the the regular season results are in. And to close out the year, I went 117 to 150. That's a percentage of 44%. You, on the other hand, uh, went 140 to 127, so that puts you at 52%, which is close to the mark that you want to achieve. It's like 52.4, so this 8 and 8 weeks sort of like got you a a number down because you were 53% prior to this week. But yeah, 52%, props to you, you won this this year. I'm hoping that maybe the playoffs are a bit more kind to me. But yeah, round they one, you, you got it. <laughs> it's likely. Um, if, if you are a fan of betting, um, my best advice to you is whatever Alex says, just do the opposite. You'll be fine. Yeah, or follow Angela. Or follow Angela. See? <laughs> so, fun fact. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Uh, point this out um so when we started this like shortly after we started this i put like 20 40 bucks down and i bet only on lines that both of us agree on and i don't think you have this number but the lines we agree on were so like egregiously off that uh i lost all that money within two weeks three weeks (laughs) Like, I have some notions of it. I hadn't accounted for it. Like, how bad or how good we are when we agree on something. But I... It was bad, dude. Yeah, I have an idea. I had an idea that it wasn't great. Just by looking at the results weekly. Just by looking at the weekly. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm I'm looking at, okay, we both had this. Okay, it lost. Great. Uh, so yeah, I have an idea here. Uh, this week, let me see on the picks that we agreed upon. Um, I can see Las Vegas. We both got the dub. I can see um, 
which one was it as well? Uh, Green Bay. We both got the top, so we're two and zero on those. Uh, we both Only... agreed on Arizona, so that's three and zero. If as only well. I still had money. <laughs> this week you would made you would have made bank, I guess. Yeah. yeah so yeah, three and zero. Uh, and I believe those were the only one. Oh, no, three and one. Carolina screw this. That's Carolina it. is so bad, dude. Yeah. That's the same old. No, I guess three and two now. New England also screw this. So yeah, you would have made some money, I guess. Oh man, that's depressing. Oh, I guess let's get this show on the road. Yeah, I was about to say that too. So the season's over. Um, a lot of head coaches were fired. A lot of staffs were overturned. But you know what? I don't care. I'm celebrating the the. Hold on. Arthur Smith is gone. He's no more. Thank you. This 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 justifies the. I got the Saints wrong in the division. I don't care. They did the thing I wanted them to do. They demolished Atlanta so bad. They fired Arthur Smith. Thank you. Thank you, New Orleans. Thank you. Thank you. Demolished them. Congratulations are in order. <laughs> he was actually the first head coach fired. Like, he was fired prior to the second guy we're going to talk about. It was so painful watching. It was so painful watching Atlanta games. They are... It was was worse than watching Chicago. It was honestly worse than watching Chicago play this year. You know, uh, I was a big, like, I'm not going to say fan, but I was on his camp prior to the season starting. I I thought... Yeah, I thought he had his downs, but I thought it the way that he managed to to create he can coach running design. He can coach running schemes, guys. He can coach yeah. running. The only thing he can coach is screens to Jonu Smith and inside zones to Tyler Algier. That's what he can coach. I hope both I hope both of them get cut. To I'm be mad, frank, dude. like I'm mad, dude. <laughs> I can see, I can see, but to be frank, they were like uh they were top ten in the league in rushing yards per game. So I at least had that part a bit right. How'd, how'd that do for them? Yeah, it got him fired. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, you were top ten in rushing in a passing NFL. <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations! And that isn't even when I say this, it's like, okay, it was top ten this year. Do you know where he, where he was last year without heading uh, when he didn't have Bijan Robinson? Team. Uh, he was the second highest team in terms of rushing yards per game. So wait he managed. Minute, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> a top ten pick on a running back and went down. <laughs> that is true. Wow. That is indeed what happened, my good friend. Wow. <sighs> I mean, it, it's an end I, of a chapter. So I'm going to say this. I know I've been harsh on him. I know he he's a human being with emotions, and he has a family he has to take care of, but I don't care. Fuck Arthur Smith. He deserved it. 
It was miserable. It was terrible to watch. I don't want to ever see another Arthur Smith head coach game again. If I die and Arthur Smith is never a head coach again, that's good life. You do know that he probably won't have a hard time supporting his family, right? Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, he won't. I, <laughs> I mean, the I dude is I, the son I, of the FedEx guy. Thought, so. I really thought you were about to say, you know, he's not going to have a problem finding another head coaching job. That's why I said fuck off. I was like, no. No, no way. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I don't think. I don't think it will, it will get another job. Well, at least anytime soon. Maybe it gets another one down the line. Uh, but I think you rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and like the usage. I think it just wanted to outsmart people when there was not really any need for that because he had the pieces. I guess he didn't have there the QB. There were multiple support groups on Reddit for Kyle Pitts owners because of Arthur Smith. Yeah. I joined them, Alex. I joined them. You joined like, yeah, willingly. Uh, like, did you yeah, know? This is real. Did you know who, after he got fired, I got a notification uh, by... I did it! I'm so sad! I turned sleeper notifications off like two weeks ago, and I'm so sad that I did because I probably would have got it. (laughs) So I got this notification, I believe it was from Diana Rossini, that said that if a certain coach becomes available, Atlanta would make... Yeah, Atlanta would make a big run for him. Oh, Bill Belichick, you think Bill, hey, 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 Alex, do you think Bill Belichick would know how to uh, use a top-end athletic tight end? Do you think he would? Do you think he would? I think so, although I'm not super sure that he would know to use Bijan since this year he was sort of splitting those carries up between Ramondre and a very old Ezekiel Elliott. So, Kyle Pitts owners... Maybe rejoice. Rejoice. Bijan owners. I guess. Hey, welcome we to hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the first firing of yesterday. I and and after that, another head coach got fired. One that I mean, it was rumored for quite a while, but Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron lost his job. It's just crickets. It's like everyone was expecting it. So it's like, okay. <laughs> so fun fact. Um, if you played Madden, uh, maybe this is more of an indictment on Madden than it is on Ron Rivera. But if you played Madden up until uh, this last Madden, which I believe was Madden 24, Ron Rivera was both the coach of the Commanders and the Panthers. Oh, was he? Yes. Oh, okay. I had no idea. <laughs> Is this just like a licensing thing of the Panthers head coach or like a legit I don't know. Glitch? I don't know, but they added Matt Rule just in time for him to get fired. Great. <laughs> Okay, so it was not a licensing deal. Uh, licensing deal issue. It's just like they got it wrong. They relate. They relate. Like, quite I... honestly, Ron Rivera is kind of like I don't know how to explain it. This should be Bill Belichick, but it's not. But Ron Rivera feels like a coach of a bygone era. Yeah, it is. Do you? If you had to have a wild guess, because 
Ron Rivera is someone that is well respected, and part of it is because of his personal struggles with uh, with cancer that he had that are well documented. That's no, hundred percent. Would you say, like, how many winning seasons do you say that he probably has? Uh, give me a sample size as far as years go. Like, on his career as a coach. Yeah, how many years has he coached? Um, okay, I believe he coached 13 seasons. 13 seasons? Give me a solid five. Yes, three winning records. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so, and one of those was a Super Bowl run. And one of those was the Super Bowl run in which he had, I believe it was, he went 15 and 1, right? I think he did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he went close to being undefeated on the regular season and lost versus, funny enough, the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, they didn't have Arthur Smith coaching them or else they would have gone undefeated. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they lost versus the, the Falcons on week 16. It's funny how, like, memory remembers this sometime. I was really into it. It was one of the first years that I started following it. Um, But, yeah, Rivera got fired. I think, honestly, that this is one of the better jobs in the NFL right now. The Commanders? Yeah. What do you make of Sam Howe? Because he had the good start then a slump, then he got taken out, then he got put back in, then he got taken out again, then he got put back in again. Like, what do you make of Sam Howe? Do you think that a new head coach will keep him? Do you think he showed enough flashes to be worthy? Or do you think that Sam Howe is just going to be a victim of, this isn't my guy, I want my guy? Yeah, I think that last one is correct. And especially because they got uh, the second, is it the second overall pick? Pretty sure, yeah. I, I believe they, they had did, the second. They did pretty pick. good at losing. They did pretty good yeah. at losing this year, buddy. Yeah, I believe that's. I'll just check because I knew they were close with uh, New England, but I can just check it out. But I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's one thing if like Washington wasn't picking second. Yeah, Washington is picking second. It's one thing if they weren't, and it's like okay, maybe the decision is between panics who I watched yesterday in the championship game. And, it, I mean, there's a reason why I don't watch college football. It's like some of the, those games are goddamn man. bad. They're just bad. They're bad. Like, like bad football. I, I, I don't get the people who are like, oh, college football is a more pure version of football. What are you watching? Yeah, it's it's really bad. Like I get that there's some games where like good that are competitive. It's like I remember watching, for example, the um, the Trevor Lawrence Joe Burrow game national championship. Oh yeah, Clemson versus LSU. Yeah, Very... that one was good. That one I think was good. Hon- like honestly, if you wasn't, if you just watched a 2019 LSU game, you were you were happy. <laughs> but yeah. But I watched Georgia last year, and I watched Michigan this year in the championship. And it's like, it seems like they are teams playing versus child. Like, team of real players playing versus teams who have, like, either child playing there, children playing there, or just guys will be working at a, I don't know, a dealership in, like, two years. 
it's it's tough. It's like that's why I don't watch most of it. I did, I, but as I was saying, it's a big difference between being like, okay, you can pick Drake May and have him as your franchise QB for the future, or you can, I don't know, if they had roll the dice on Sam. Yeah, if they had like pick ten, pick nine, then it's like Panics, Daniels, those guys, well, and it's like, okay, then I would have gone with Howell. But as it I'll, stands, I think that's I'll, that's, I'll that's give you, out. I'll give you your case for selecting someone other than Drake May. So Washington is kind of like embrace the tank at this point. They traded both of their pass rushers. Their offensive line, when I watched it, was absolutely atrocious. I don't know where it ranked, but if it's above 20, I'll be shocked. Their wide receiving core is kind of shaky. Tight ends, very shaky. They just gutted their, their front seven, and their secondary wasn't exactly great to begin with. I think you got to start building the team, quite honestly. And just ah. sacrifice Sam Howell. So make Sam Howell the sacrificial lamb. I think that's a tough sell. Because the appeal of this job right now, it's one, new ownership. Two, because uh, new ownership, they can spend more money on the team. Uh, they seem to be at least a capable bunch from what they have displayed so far. Uh, you have the second overall pick, so you can pick basically anyone you want outside of probably Caleb Williams. And the cap situation isn't like too bad. They have what? They have roughly 13 million right now. Plus, they have plenty of that sp- of cap space that they can open up. Oh no, this is this is actually for 2023. For 2024, that I should be checking. I think yeah, that number will be yeah. They have over 80 million in cap space right now. So it's like you have a ton of money. You have guys. That are good players. You have Terry McLaurin, you have Darren Payne, you have Jonathan Allen, uh, you have Jahan Dotson, you have still you still have, I believe, Curtis Samuel, although he is a free agent next year. You can resign him, I guess. You have players there that are good. Plus yeah. you have the second yeah. overall pick. So it's like, okay, the team isn't good, but you have plenty of money to spare. And you have draft picks to spare as well. So I don't think that they should be punning right now at QB. I think that they should acquire the QB, spend the money wisely. I mean, they have had some interesting signings to to look up for for the the head coaching. Um, Did you see who they signed? No, who did they sign? Uh, The Washington, the Golden State Warriors former GM, Bob Myers. Really? Yeah, they got him in the building to help run the franchise and help like identify who the next head coach should be. And they okay. also got ex Vikings general manager Rick Spielman. Hmm. So I think they are a smart bunch, the new ownership. I think they will make the right moves, and I think this team will be in a position to get probably a top three head coach that is available right now. And I'm saying it right now, I think that head coach is going to be... Do you know who's going to be? No. Who's it going to be? Jim Harbaugh. No. 
I think that's the job that Jim Harbaugh goes to. Washington? Washington. I don't know. It's a hard sell for me. I think so. And it was the first name that came out as soon as Bob Myers got announced to, to like, join the team. It was that, uh, like, his first contact would be with Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I think it's probably... Uh, there's people that are going to say that the Chargers job is better because of Herbert. I think that job is far from good. Like, that team is an absolute cap hell. I wouldn't touch that team. Like, it's it's good to work with Herbert, when when you look at their cap situation, it's 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 rough, man. And it's not even a team that has like a ton of good players, ton of good young players, uh, and has no cap. It's like the cap is tied up to very old players or players who are who are regressing right now. I mean, you have you have over one hundred million dollars uh, in cap hit just between three players. And it's like Lil Mac, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen. Plus, you add Mike Williams, and you're over 140 million in cap. You're talking about the Chargers? Yeah, I'm saying like people usually say that like the Chargers are a better job because they have Herbert. I'm not so sure they're a better oh. job than a. Washington Commanders. Oh, example. yeah. I forgot Staley got fired in the middle of the season. I was like, Staley did. Yeah. No, no. Staley I, is not there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that he got fired before the season. And he couldn't, couldn't quite get... Couldn't quite make it. Yeah. Quite. So, but yeah, that's it. And the last coach fired happened today. Do you think I, I I before we talk about that I do want to talk about at least the Giants firing everyone but not Brian Dayball. What do you make of that? I think he had enough enough like credit from the playoff uh the playoff victory I guess that they got last year. They did win the game versus the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. So he has he has enough enough of a leash to the point that like the 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 season that went very bad, but it's like there's things outside of his control. It's like the defense played really bad in stretches. Uh, they lost any dimes. The O line got hurt a ton. Saquon missed as well, like a game or F a game, things like that. Like the season wasn't perfect. The season was actually pretty bad, but I believe that he had enough credit to his name due to the to the run that they had the year prior to the point in which he didn't get fired. Also, I think that the defensive coordinator, from what I read, um, he ended in his resignation. He didn't get fired because the report that came in earlier yesterday was that they wouldn't fire him. They just fired the special teams coach. So Don Wickendale was supposedly still going to be the, the defensive coordinator, but he asked for his resignation. He ended his resignation. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to me that they kept the OC as well. But outside of that, I, like, I'm not shocked that Dable didn't get fired. 
You're not shocked that Dable didn't get fired. Yeah. I'd see. Are you? That Dable didn't get fired? I'm kind of shocked that Dable didn't get fired, but everyone else did get fired, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like, what are they exactly expecting out of... um... I mean, the Jags did something similar, though. They did. Yeah, they but fired gonna be, like. I know they did, but but well, we're going to talk about that later. But do you think that what are, what are they going to do? They're going to bring in another quarterback. You think that's what's going to happen? Uh, I believe the reports that came out yesterday or like on Sunday were that they are planning towards having Danny Dimes be the QB for 2024 like and be ready to start the season now they have a top 10 pick right now i'm not yeah they have the sixth pick overall yeah no i know i am not sold on any dimes at any stretch of imagine of imagination i thought that they were between like two very bad outcomes that it was either you give the big contract to the running back or you give the big contract to a QB that has been subpar so far, but did have an okay to good season. Um, I think they made the, ro- the wrong decision, probably, giving him the, Q- the the contract as a contract to Saquon would probably be easier to get out of. But that said, though, I wouldn't be shocked if he drifted the QB. I think it's probably wise because after this year they can actually get out from under the deal pretty easily. So I yeah. think you have to go with the route of okay, we're drafting this guy for development, just use the development, and like mid season, end of season, you just say, Okay, goodbye, Danny Dimes. Was good while it lasted. But that's it. And you move off of Daniel Jones. You go with the QB. I think you go with the Bama guy. Daniels. So I think that the um, Dayball is going to need a running quarterback. Daniels. Yeah, that could be because I'm kind of thinking of because the scheme that they're going to want to run is uh, is similar to what they did with Josh Allen. I'm just curious if that works with anyone that isn't Chasha or like yeah. a Lamar. So, I mean, I, I guess it, we'll see. I think it probably works with Daniels, though. I think Daniels is a good enough QB to the point in which uh, he can work with with Dayball. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So, let's go to the last one. Tennessee Titans. And I actually been saying... uh, I was saying Daniels for the longest time, and I wanted to say Milrow. (laughs) But it is what it is now. It's in there, guys. Every time I say Daniels, it's Jalen Milrow. I'm changing up the names in my head. Yeah, I was was, was like, Daniels... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Jill and Milrow. My bad. My bad. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Everything's yeah. all good. So, 
Vrabel got fired from the Titans. Um, do you think it's warranted, and how do you foresee the Titans moving forward? Because I think uh, I think a few things, but I want to get your opinion first. It feels unfair because he's the coach that, like, I mean, he has had nothing to work with, basically. If you're yeah. looking at, for example, the the QBs that he had and like his record. I mean, he went fifty four and forty five. He is, I believe, since he started as an head coach, he has the twelfth best record in the NFL, and he has three playoff trips in six years. And it's with QBs like Marcus Mariota, with Blaine Gabbert, with Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Dobbs, Will Levis. It's like it feels like he overachieved for quite a while. And he got those teams to the playoffs when they didn't deserve it. And the first yep. season in which he doesn't overachieve, he gets canned. Mm. It feels like a GM that wants to get his guy. Because the GM is new. He got the job last year. And plus, like outside of all of that, like he has had to struggle with guys, for example, trading A.J. Brown and giving him for like a full season. The corpse of Traylon Burks. Burks. No, they replaced him with Traylon Burks. Yeah, but let's be real. Split like what two weeks, three weeks of like meaningful football in which he wasn't hurt because he missed plenty of games in his rookie season, and then he got hurt as well. So it's like maybe full one hundred percent healthy games. He played what three, four games. So it feels unfair. So I think this kind of puts an exclamation point on the Derrick Henry like speech after the Titans last game where Derrick Henry sounds like a guy who's not coming back to Tennessee, my dude. I hate to break it to you, but I know you've been saying for the longest time that it wouldn't surprise you if Derrick Henry he's not coming back, dude. Yeah. If, if the speech doesn't point. confirm it, this confirms it. Yeah, and quite I honestly No no, I agree, I agree. I'm just saying that. And quite honestly, I think that uh, I agree with the feeling that this feels like an unfair firing. Quite honestly, Vrabel, I I don't have the list in front of me, but to me, Vrabel feels like the best out of the Bill Belichick coaching tree to come out. Oh, it is for sure. Yeah, I I didn't know if there was a successful one that I wasn't thinking of. Regardless, um, Tennessee has way overachieved what anyone expected to him. It wasn't pretty... It wasn't fun like I would want it, but he did encapsulize the team. Like we we see sometimes coaches get fired because they lost the locker room or the guys weren't playing tough. That's not the case with Variable. You can't tell me that team quit on Variable. No way. I mean, they won the last game, so yeah. (laughs) We can start to say that. I I think. Quite honestly, um, this might come up later in the Chicago, uh, future Chicago Bears topic, but I think um, one of the surefire signs of a bad organization is instability at the head coaching position. And while it's hard to say that they were unstable at the head coaching position for a guy who was there for six years, this kind of firing kind of like set it's like a move that an unstable organization would make to me. Hmm. You mentioned wrong guy, Chicago. Wrong, wrong, wrong Chicago guy, wrong time. And one thing that I sort of okay, I'm not gonna say I understand, but 
one that can justify this. It's like now you get a full clean slate. The the Titans have the pick pick seven right now. And you have a full clean slate. The GM joined last year, if I'm not mistaken. You now will have a new head coach, and the, the new head coach will probably pick the future QB of this franchise at seven. Is it wheels up for Tajay Spears? Uh probably. Depends yeah. if the- I think the only thing that that could change that if they, is if they draft a running back with an early pick, like a top three round pick. Yeah, and I I sort of thought it like this class is really bad for running back. Yeah, but so wheels up, Tajay Spears. But it's like it's a full alignment. You get like all three guys on board, and it's like they all get a clean slate, and they all live and die by this pick, basically. And it's uh, as something in like Chicago, for example, that you mentioned. It's not something that you're seeing because, okay, Poles joined. Fields was already the QB. Eberflus joined. He was all. He uh, Fields was already the QB. Now, say like Eberflus gets fired. I doubt it right now. And they trade Fields. Now you have a GM that is probably on a short leash because although he has had, he has made some great moves, uh, the team isn't winning right now. So now you have a GM on short leash. He picks the QB, he picks the, the head coach. Now, if Poles gets fired, then you have a GM who isn't aligned with the signings that he made. So it's like, I always like to have teams that have like consistent alignments in every single place, like the top three most important, GM, head coach, QB. I want them all to be aligned at the same time and be sort sort of like all come in at the same time, like maybe a year of difference or something, but like all be aligned. So I, I get it in this sense by Tennessee. It's a full clean slate. They have the GM, the new GM, they have the head coach, and they will have the new QB. All of that is new. All of that is aligned. All of that will live and die by who they pick at seven, in my opinion, or if they move up for a QB. So I understand in that sense. I still think it's an unfair, an un, an unfair fi- firing. I think I think it was a flat out wrong firing. I think there's a better chance that we see like, I guess more, more a more fun Tennessee Titans, a more pass heavy Tennessee Titans. But I think there's more of a chance that we see a much less successful Tennessee Titans in the future. And for brave, uh, for brave, bra- I. Vrabel, it's like the first two head coaches that we've talked about that were fired. None of them will get that coaching job considerations. For Vrabel, right. do you think he is a top I would. what? A top what available head coach? Because I'm looking at the head coaches available. And he's, of the ones that are currently available, he's probably first. And then it's like, of the guys that can get consideration, it's like Ben Johnson. Well, it's I'm about to say, mom. there's there's coordinators in there too that you should consider, but I mean, as far as like former head coaches, I think he's one of the top ones here. Yeah, but in terms of candidates in general, I still think he's probably top five, if not top three. Yeah, I generally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, because he has the experience where a lot of these coordinators won't have it. They have he has the experience of head coaching a team for what three four years going to the playoff no six years going to the six playoffs years. in three of them. I mean he has the experience, so I think that trumps a whole lot of the the new hype and the new hotness. And we've talked about Chicago, and I think he would be a nice fit in Chicago. Yeah, 
like just a sort of like in terms of like philosophy i think he would be the guy that chicago rallies behind think about chicago as an option honestly i was getting like flashbacks to atlanta but um chicago actually would be a really good one but reports are that chicago likes eberflus yeah so um so i doubt that happens but regardless i think that is a good sign that chicago is saying we like eberflus we're going to give him the reins we're going to let him do what he so i i like that for chicago overall yeah i think they would be pretty well off with him so, speaking of Derrick Henry speeches and the Tennessee Titans winning Week 18, they crushed the Jaguars' chances of the playoffs. So, you before we go into Trevor Lawrence, let's go ahead. You can take your victory lap. Call him fraudulent. Go ahead. I mean, I've been saying it for quite a while, man. You just didn't want to believe it. This was a team that I was never sold on. This was a team that always looked like they were getting they were getting wins that they didn't really deserve. And they weren't really sure how they were getting these wins. And in the end of the day, I mean, they needed to win, what, one game of their last six? No, two games of their last six to make it in. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were thir- uh, nine and three with six games left. Uh, no, nine and nine and three with five games left, I believe. And they lose four of the next five. And their one win was versus Carolina. And you know who was the QB in that win? It was uh, C.J. Beathard. Yes, the only game that Trevor Lawrence missed as a starting QB. It was the only game that they won. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was actually a stark difference. And I, I saw a lot of people commenting this. But I believe like last season, they needed to win like basically all of their games, but one to, to end the season. And they won them all, but one. And this year they needed to win like one. <laughs> they, win it, they needed to win like two. And they lost all but one. So it's like the same exact weeks in which they won last year, starting from like week 12, for example, I believe. The same games that they won last year, they lose this year. And the games that they lost last year, they won this year. Just like coincidences, man. It's like, oh boy. And that leads to the question of, oh, what were you going to say? I said, yeah, it was, it was a pretty rough time if you had the Jaguars in your top 10 for 12 weeks. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. I tried to warn you. You didn't really pay any attention to it, but I tried to warn you. This team was not what it was taught out, taught out to be. But that leads to the question of, is Trevor Lawrence a franchise QB? Yes. Okay, don't even have any sort of second thoughts about it. No. Okay. No, I don't. Because, I mean, I I also think he probably is a franchise QB. Uh, but, I mean, he got the full-on pass year one because of, of Urban Meyer. 
Then year two, he makes the playoffs. He gets the playoff win. I guess it's versus the Chargers, but those technically count. He came back from like a 40-point deficit. Yeah, man, but it's the, the Chargers. It's like it yeah, wasn't the script. It wasn't the script, this guy. I mean, that would be impressive versus like, I don't know, a team that usually doesn't choke every single game and find to lo- like lose these games in sort of miraculous fashion. Now, versus the Chargers is just par for the course. Uh, but yeah, they won the, the playoff game. And now this year, it's, it's a very down year. Uh, I guess I struggle to put a lot of blame on Trevor Lawrence. But at the same time, I sort of have to. Uh, because he did get every single injury in the book. But instead of doing the correcting and just sitting out... You try to play through it. And at that point, it's like, I sort of have to judge you for what you gave me in the field and what he gave me in the field and what he gave to the to the Jacksonville fans wasn't necessarily good. At times, it was even really bad. And I understand his hurts. But if you're hurting the team and you're being like that dude who doesn't know when, when to seat, I sort of have to judge you by what you give me. And what he gave us this year was really poor. Now I'm hoping that maybe this was just a year off. But now they are starting to to fire plenty of guys. They fired running back coaches. They fired O-line coaches. They fired uh, guys Dude. in the defensive room as well. Listen. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold statement here. And it, it's going to be more based on numbers. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Trevor Lawrence improved from last year considering he was hurt. So, did he? You know how... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, did he? Really? If you consider, if you consider he was hurt, yes. So, his completion... Oh, okay. Percent- <laughs> okay. <laughs> if- if his completion percentage was one percent lower than last year, okay, his yards was less than a hundred off of last year, and he missed a game compared to last year. His touchdowns was about the same rate, four point three to three point seven. His interceptions were way, way up. That's the bad part. His success rate was about the same. His yards per attempt were actually better this year. His yards per catch were better this year. His yards per game was better this year. But his adjusted yards were lower. His, Q- his QBR was better this year. <laughs> but his QB so, rate wasn't. So, <laughs> I, call me crazy. Call me, I understand most of these numbers are close. But I think when you look at it of the lens of Trevor Lawrence was banged up most of the season, Trevor Lawrence did take a small step. And I think Given a full healthy season, Trevor Lawrence could be in those top quarterback conversations. I struggle with that. Agreed. I don't. I don't. I was never in the Trevor Lawrence is going to be that great QB uh, that he was once touted to be. I, As I said prior to the season starting, and this was mostly for fantasy football, I guess. But I was 
not completely sold that he should be in the like top 10 tier. And I know we also talked about like in real life football. You don't think he should be top 10? No, he should not be top 10. Especially not after this season. I mean, the dude threw, threw 21 touchdowns to 14 picks. His interception percentage went up a whole point this year. Like, he was a turnover machine this year. And I get it. You were trying to compensate for being hurt. But just, like, don't play, dude. Like, he hurt the team more than, than he helped them. And I understand the competitive spirit. I understand all of that. But at some point, you have to either I, you blame I, I... him or you blame the coach for not wanting to sit. Listen, I have said that Joe Burrow should not have played the games that he played this whole season. And he eventually got hurt weren't to the point that he had to be out the whole season. Sometimes, sometimes the quarterbacks are just going to do that, buddy. Like, and yeah, yeah, the stuff he put on the field wasn't the best at times. But when you consider that he was out there, definitely not a hundred percent, banged up the whole. His sack percentage was up too, by the way, which means he was getting hit more. But he was pressured around I, the same. Really, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Trevor. I think Trevor Lawrence is fine. I I would buy Trevor Lawrence. At the discount that you're talking about. I'd buy Trevor Lawrence. Mm. I know we're not like fully talking fantasy football here. But now that yeah, you yeah. mention it. Just a quick one. Uh, would you uh, rather? Trevor Lawrence. Real quick. Yeah. Let's Trevor go. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Or the guy who was second in the league in touchdown passes, Jordan Love. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. N- oh my God, no. Yeah. No, like this one isn't even like. I think Jordan Love right now is where people wanted to put Trevor Lawrence last year. Right around that. Yeah, I think Jordan Love should be the guy like that gets the Trevor Lawrence hype from last year. They even had the same record. Nine and eight. But yeah. Now I'm not totally sure that I, I'm sure that Trevor Lawrence is a franchise QB. I'm not so sure he should be top ten. I'm not so sure he should be top 12. I think it's likely that he is top 16. But I also wouldn't be shocked if he, if he gets somewhere a bit more down in that list. Oh, I, I have faith in the dude. All right, then. We seem to disagree on that one. Yeah, we, we do. See what happens, but what we know is that the Jags are not winning a playoff game this year. That is unfortunately true. You know, I you know I would have selected them too. I yeah, don't care if it's against Cleveland. I'd have selected them. I know, I know, but you can't now. I'm sorry. I cannot. Unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. All right, so let's move on to the Bears. So, 
what is the overarching? We had a disagreement earlier about because I I said I I'll just say it again. I said that if the Bears select Caleb Williams with the with the first overall pick, I'm off the bandwagon. And I'm pressing that aboard button. Caleb Williams party over family. Let's go. What, go ahead. What do you want? What do you want to say about that? You wanted to say something. I think. I, I don't know, man. I I think people overthink this way too much. I've been having discussions no. with Bear fans. And, like... You found them? What cave did <laughs> yeah, you go to? I found them in a cave called Reddit. Reddit subreddit. Chicago Bears or She Bears, I guess. So, and is, it's there like, like, is there, like, two people roaming that Reddit right now? You talk to, like, two people? No, there's actually a resilient bunch. That just hang in there and just go through all these trials and tribulations. And Why? Yeah, it's it's weird, right? It's like, it's one of those things when you're a fan of a team, you sort of have to remind yourself that you're like, you're a fan willingly. It's like, you can cut that off anytime. And sometimes it's hard, but you have that choice. It's okay. You can ask for help and get out. But Chicago Bears fans don't seem to, to think that. And... The weirdest thing to me is, like, how much they are just okay with mediocrity. And it's, they're just okay with it. And it's, like, one of the the main comments that I hear, it's, like, oh, why are we, why are we moving off Justin Fields? Whichever QB we bring in will just ruin it. And I'm just... What? So wait a minute. So wait a minute. You're telling me. You're telling me. I made a statement. I made a statement. Caleb William party over fam. You went to Chicago Bear fans, and the Chicago Bear fans came back to you and were like, "Yeah, he's probably right." Not one hundred percent. I saw the comments before, um, saying that, and then you said that comment. So it's like, okay, some guys agree with you, and it's it's weird to me. How many guys are just okay with Fields being around? It's like, and it's it's also fun that I'm in a few Discord channels with guys that understand yeah. football. And it's do you like, think, hold on, before you say this, do you think that it's more of a Fields is the quarterback we deserve kind of mindset? No, I think it's just because he's likable. <laughs> and it, it's probably one of their most likable QBs ever because... What is their best QB in their history? It's probably Fly- hey, uh, Cutler, yeah. And it's like Cutler, um, while sometimes a good QB, then seemed to be the most likable guy around. Like he was, he was funny Remember at when times. He gave up on that playoff in that playoff game. Oh, when he got hurt and he was just on the sidelines on the bicycle. Yeah, that one. That one is the 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 play that is always reminded about with Flack, uh, with Cutler when he gave up on the team right there and then. But it's like it feels probably their most likable QB. Yeah, I guess. So they are just okay because he's likable, and they have excuses for him. <laughs> you you never run out of excuses for a guy when you really want to. So it's like. Oh no, it's the the coordinator fault. Oh no, they don't give him a chance to succeed. Oh no, it's like But he can run. Yeah. Can if run. I wanted the guy to run, you would have a running back, right? You can run. Maybe maybe <laughs> and I saw comments saying, 
if Fields didn't have legs, people would have been sold on him. And it's like, yeah, I guess you can say that about every single QB, but I get the point. So, I, I want to explain. Oh, before I explain, you said you talked to some experts who know football. You're, you sounded like you're going to make a more grandiose point about the uh, no, no. They're far from experts, but there are people who understand football, and it's like there, there's plenty of fan bases in there. And it's like the one that I see people being drawn to the most, that, that like draw to towards fields the most, are Atlanta fans, and that's something that you see pretty much everywhere. It's like. The Atlanta fans is... don't know what a good quarterback looked like since Matt Ryan. So, I mean, but that's not long, and it's it's funny that like Chicago doesn't give up on him because he's a good guy, and then when you talk with Atlanta fans, it's like, okay, so why do you want him? Because he's from Atlanta, so no one really wants him because he plays football. They would just want him because he's either nice or he's from the area. So it seems like it's just a charity case at this point with Fields. But yeah, really weird situation with this guy. And you think they will ruin whoever they draft, right? So I want to explain that a little bit. So the way that you made it sound when we were having this conversation that I think that um, the that Chicago would ruin Caleb Williams and that you think quarterbacks are more either they're going to work out or they're not going to work out and the Bears just got one who wasn't going to work out. I completely disagree with that sentiment. To me, I believe that I'd say about 90% of quarterbacks are they can work out in the right situation. And the other 10% is, oh, these, like, Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, he wasn't going to work out no matter what. Okay. Like, but okay. I don't know if Caleb Williams is, oh, he's going to work out wherever. And I, and it's not that I think Chicago's cursed. It's that I think Chicago is shitly run. Where does that running begin? What do you mean? From so the top. From the top, like the ownership. Yes. So how does the ownership impact the development of a QB? By giving him three head coaches in three years. That's, that can be the GM, technically. I guess. Either way. It's at the top. Okay. But the GM has been the same for a while, and Fields has had this this head coach for two seasons now. Has he improved in each season? Actually, let me pull that up. Go ahead. <laughs> what? You're laughing, but... Yeah, you know, go ahead, go ahead. I, I want to see your reaction, man. <laughs> okay, so let's go by year. the numbers look about the same i'm not gonna lie i will say his his yards his passing yards a game has upped by 50 but everything else looks about the same i'm not gonna lie his quarterback rate went up but his qbr went down he's taking less sacks but he also played so, less games. 
He played two less games. Two less games. That is true. What's his sack percentage? His sack percentage is down, though. Yeah, his sack percentage is down. Pretty demonstrably. He he is now a 60% completion percentage quarterback. He's 61. Yeah. But it's like his improvement from year one to year three is what? Two points? Yeah. It's... So, I guess the question then becomes is... Just or Justin Fields a bus or is this just who he is? What's his I think for where he was drafted and is and is what he is a bust. I guess is the go ahead, sorry. I think I think it's a it's 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 hard to call people bust, but I think it is what it is at this point. It's like it's not his the rush, biggest bust ever. His rushing yards are actually considerably down. And that combined with 50 more passing yards a game means he has been throwing the ball a lot. Would at least lead me to believe he's been throwing the ball a lot more as opposed to just running it every time. Yes, he has more attempts this year. Yeah. But it's like his attempts has led to like 300 yards passing more. And I guess like per game, that's a bit more uh, since he played last games. Yeah. But it's like... It feels like it is what it is right now. He's just the guy who... And what? How many games has he played as a Bear in total? He started at 38 games, right? 40. Started 38, played 40, yes. Okay. So in those starts, he has one 300-yard passing game. He has 13 200-yard passing games. And it's like you are looking at QBs. They are entering like worse conditions than he is. And it's like they go out there and they throw for 200 yards with ease. So then you're left wondering why are teams just settling down for this type of production at the QB when it clearly shows that it's not good enough. And to be frank, like I watched quite, most of the Green on, Bay game and I don't think on, the loss was on him. Quite honestly... I think that's a little bit unfair because especially when you compare him to rushing quarterbacks, how many 300 yard passing games do you think Lamar Jackson had this year? This year alone? Yep. I would guess probably two. Three. Three. How okay. many how many do you think Jalen Hurts had? Uh two. I'm actually going to it now. One, two, three. Three as well. Three. Oh, wait, okay. no. There's a four one. Four. So they have three times the amount this year as Justin has in their in his career. Yes. Okay. But just they could they could but they are also they also have better especially Lamar this season. They also have better weapons, a better offensive line, especially in the well, actually both of them have a better offensive line. I was gonna say especially in the case of Philly, but both of them have a better offensive line, better weapons. And a more stable organization. Would you not also agree with that statement? Yes, I would. So, I'm sorry, but I don't don't see the case where Justin Fields is marginally worse than Jalen Hurts from a pure potential standpoint. Like, if you put Justin Fields in Philly and gave him the same amount of time under that same ownership, I don't think that it would be crazy to say he could be doing what Jalen Hurts is doing. 
But when does potential run out? That's uh, that's the question. Because we're three years in. Next year, it's his fourth year on this rookie deal. That's the last year outside of the, the team option. So team yeah, option will pay him like double digit, if I'm not mistaken. Double, They're not giving double him that digit. team option. Let's be real. They're not giving and, if, and if you don't give him that team option, what contract are you giving him? I don't know. 20 million a year? Who knows? Are you paying 20 million a year for a guy with these numbers? Wes barely improved from his first season. Yeah. That tells me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if he plays like even slightly better, because there's hype around him, there's the fans around him, that's all of that. He has flashy plays. That's also like Matt Jones doesn't get like this sort of treatment because he doesn't get the flashy plays. But like Justin Fields will get out of what, three, four sacks, like for sure sacks, and pick you up like 20, 25 yards. And that will get the fans going. That will get the coaches going. That will jump off the tape. So say he, for some weird reason, he has like a Danny Dimes type season from 2022. And he has that next year. And like some random guy decides, some random GM decides to give him what? The same type of money that Jones got, which was in the 40 million range. If you're paying Justin Fields 40 million a year, I mean, your franchise isn't even, like, winning a handful of games. Maybe it wins four games at the absolute top. And then you have the dilemma here that it's like, okay, you can like the guy how you want. He's likable. He's fun. He's he's probably even a locker room leader at some point. But his play just doesn't reflect that type of investment that he should get. So I struggle with the idea that, like, you should settle with this and that every single QB that you get will be worse or will get ruined. Like, you're just settling for mediocrity and you should just stop pushing oh, the stone should. down the hill and actually get the QB that is touted to be a pretty good QB that it's like, it's probably the better QB that you might ever in your, like, entire franchise. Just draft a guy and stop playing this mouse and cat game. It's not a mouse and cat game. Make the team better, you fucks. <laughs> but how much more can they even make the team better? They're like, oh, they have a top. It. They have a top oh, sixteen offensive line according to PFF. They have a Pro Bowl wide receiver in DJ Moore. They have what? Probably a Pro Bowl tight end, Cole Komet. If he hasn't made one yet, I mean, he's in the upper echelon of tight ends. They have for. All intents and purposes, since Iberflus took over play calling in the defense, they have a top 10 defense. I mean, what more do you even need? You just need a QB that can read the field, man. You need a QB that doesn't get flustered the first time that he sees a guy coming in his direction. You need a QB that can make quick throws. And you also need an offensive coordinator that can actually make those things happen. Because Getsy clearly, clearly isn't it. As I was saying with the Packers game, that was not his fault in like completely. There were like the play designs were all over the place, man. I saw plays in which Fields didn't even have like sort of a drop um a dump off option there. He had like two guys running routes and they were all like fifteen yards plus deep in the field. And I'm like, what are you even doing? Are you even trying to help this guy out? And clearly you're not. But I don't think that changing the offensive coordinator and just that, and change nothing else with the team, plus training out of the first again, 
is the solution for this team because this team is deeply flawed in many things, and one of them is the QB. Plus, another thing that that, that doesn't get talked about enough, even if Iberflus gets the gets to keep his job this year, and Ryan well. Poles definitely will keep this job this year. Are you telling me that those two guys, with probably the last year that they have in that organization, are going to say, okay, this guy has barely improved from year one to year three. We haven't even gotten our guy inside the, the building yet. Like a guy that we pick, a guy that we want. This is the guy from the other ownership, from the the other like front office and coaching. This is not our guy. Are we going to risk the last season that we have in this team probably? In this guy, or are we gonna draft our guy and at least have that? It's it reminds me of draft day, like the movie, and it's like <laughs> the the dude wanted to build his team. It didn't matter what happened; he just didn't want his father's team. Like it's his last season in the team. If he wants, if he is going to go out, at least go out in your shield and with your guys, and not with the guy that someone else drafted that you were stuck ending the, uh, getting the bag on. It's like trade the dude, get a QB, and if you lose, you lose. But at least you had your guy, and you at least gave the franchise a guy that they can cheer on. Although they seem to be pretty okay with cheering for mediocrity. <laughs> Maybe I, I, this yeah, is the last. Yeah, I'm hoping this was the last Fields rant until February <laughs> at least. What if he's the Patriots' quarterbacks week one next year? And he replaces Mac Jones. I guess that will help the show out. There's more content to talk about. As, as I told you in private, I wanted to get an actual like starting gig something somewhere because that helps out the show. I guess there's more to talk about. Oh man. Okay. So next up, the Saints' last play. Go ahead, explain it. Okay, so for the last play, I mean, the Saints are up for quite a bit. I mean, they are up 41 to 17. And it's roughly two minutes left in the clock. They go out there. It's first and goal. The game is won. Uh, Falcons can't really stop the clock. They don't have timeouts. So they are just out there kneeling it. And apparently, right on the goal line, Jameis Winston decided, okay, we're calling an audible. And we're getting Jamal Williams the touchdown. And they did, and he got the touchdown. Apparently, it was a team call, according to Jameis. And that left... I mean, it had to have been the offensive line blocked! Yeah. it was. And he said it was a team call. They wanted to get Jamal Williams the touchdown. Because I believe he didn't get one this year. He was hurt for quite a bit, and he also wasn't that that used this year. Uh, Since they had Alvin Kamara and Kendra Miller. So, yeah, this was... That was the first rushing touchdown of the season. So they gave him the touchdown. And game ends a bit after. And Arthur Smith is absolutely fuming. He goes down the middle of the field. Throws a few explosives at Dennis Allen. And just... Throw your temper tantrum. Yeah. Last temper tantrum you're going to throw. Last one. For your fucking Atlanta career. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then Dennis Allen. Like, I see a few fans being like, okay, he was out of line. He shouldn't do that to Dennis Allen. And, like, Arthur Smith isn't the most like that coach. Amongst most Fuck circles, Arthur Smith. yeah, 
fantasy football is not the most well-liked Atlanta fans. Don't you don't really like him. And just the general fan is usually against guys who are getting jobs because they're like Nepo babies or whatever. So he's not the most well-liked guy. So teams side uh, with the Saints. But then Dennis Allen comes out and he says that he wanted to apologize to Arthur Smith. He says that that's not what the Saints are about and that it inexcusable, it, it's inexcusable to run that type of play there, that it, they should have just kneeled the ball, but the team went over his head, which opens up a whole lot, can, a whole different can of worms in, the regard, in regards of like your authority inside of the team. But that's story for another for another season, I guess. And Jameis is like pretty okay with it. Like the media is is interviewing him about uh, what happened in that play. He says that it was a team call, and it's like, I mean, yeah. they weren't weren't they embarrassed by allowing like forty one points? What's another seven gonna make? Which is a pretty hilarious response. But what? I wanna I wanna get your take on it. Do you think? it's BS to do that? Do you think it's fair? And try to take uh, out the Arthur Smith like eight towards <laughs> from your heart. Well, quite honestly, okay, I'm going to go to baseball because this is a thing in baseball. Um, did you see the Fernando Tatis Grand Slam? No, I did not. I barely follow okay, baseball. So you, so you don't know about that. Okay, so one of the unwritten rules in baseball is that um, you... Take the first pitch in a 3-0 count, especially when you're up, okay? okay. The 3-0 count, it's going to be a strike right down the middle. Let them get the strike. So Fernando Tatis, with his team up like 10 and the bases are 8 and the bases loaded, took the 3-0 count and he just smacked a grand slam. And funny enough, it's my team, the Texas Rangers, had a whole hissy fit on it. And I'll say now to the Falcons what I said to the Rangers, which is that's kind of a stupid fucking rule. Get over it. I want to see the points scored. Like if if you if you are mad about giving up what eleven runs in this case or forty eight points in the Atlanta's case, don't give up the forty eight fucking points. Play some defense. Yeah. Like, wow. I, like I'm sorry. I have when I was a kid, and I went up on a bigger person. They slammed that ball in my face. When you're up like that, it is it is your obligation to run that ball down their fucking throat and make sure they know they fucked up this game. They should have scored more. I'll say it. They should have scored more. I'd I'd have scored again after Arthur Smith had that little hissy fit. I'd have scored again. I'd have gone for two. <laughs> You would have called the game up again because that was after the game ended. <laughs> so yeah. you would be like, okay, okay, no. Let's do another play. Yeah, let's do another play. <laughs> yeah, I generally agree because, like, here in Europe, you don't really have that in terms of, like, soccer. If a team is up, like, I guess if a team is up, like, five, six goals and there's not a whole lot of time left, they will just play easy. But it's like, if they have a chance to score the goal, they will. It's like they yeah. just want to really push for it. So I it's don't understand. Rule, offense, sort of like... offense sells. Offense gets butts and seats and they sell tickets. Yeah. But the way I understand it, the issue with this one 
was that they were in victory formation. Arthur so they Smith were continues like, to prove that he's the worst watch in the NFL. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> the Arthur Smith 8 will just keep running through you. But it's like, it's it's when they put out that formation, it's like they're saying game is over. And then they trick you. So you sort of feel like disgruntled about it. But as you said, you should just deal with it. Just don't allow the other 41. If you don't want that situation to happen, then don't allow them to score 41 to start or 35 to start or, or 28 to start. Don't allow those scores. Like, keep the game close. Then you don't see the victory formation, probably. Especially <laughs> close to the goal line. It's like one so, minute uh, left. Yeah. It's like one minute left. Yeah, but it's like, it wouldn't change much. Like, they were up like three, four scores. So it's kind of whatever. But I agree that he shouldn't have thrown that, that like, tantrum at Dennis Allen. Um,. But going over the coach is a part that sort of like doesn't sit well to me, especially if you're the backup QB. If if it comes out that this is why Arthur Smith got fired, I'm gonna like have another celebration. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but where do you stand on that part that the QB well, went over the the coach's head? He's got the right to audible. If he don't like the play that's called, he's got the right to audible. Okay, okay, I understand. I guess I guess that's true. It just probably doesn't apply in this situation. It's, it's, it's like, like it's like me being like it's like me being mad if Joe Bur saying like Joe Burrow shouldn't call a timeout because he doesn't like the look. Jameis, hey, I, I understand Jameis did it for personal gain for another player. But the offensive line blocked and they ran that play. Yeah, they, it was the full team that did that. Yeah, so. Hey, but but he was explicitly told told not to score that touchdown because oh, they wow. asked him on the sideline. Uh, Dennis Allen said that the players came to him, asked him if he if they could score the touchdown for Jamal, and he said that he explicitly told them not to because that's not what they are about. And the team went out there and did it anyway. So it at least makes me question like if the players are behind you. If the players respect you as a as a coach, a leader of man. Quite honestly, yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't like being told what not to do. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, you know what? This will be a complete no story in like a month. So. Yeah, because because it's not it's not entertaining. It's like, oh, you didn't follow quorum on this very instance in week eighteen in a game that didn't fucking matter. Like, who gives a fuck? Let him get his money. Four forty eight on Arthur Smith. Make me happy. Damn it. Okay, I guess that's that's it for this one. <laughs> It's going to be like, you know, remember in wrestling when Wade Bear came out and he hit the gavel? He's like, decorum, please. That's, that's how I feel it. Dennis Allen, decorum, please. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. I guess 
like the only part that I really didn't like about it is just like going over the the coach's head, which I don't sort care. of brings a few questions of is he the right man to the job? That's hey, that's a good question. You can't get your. (laughs) It's tough, man, because a lot of players came to his aid. Like a lot of players brought it to Twitter to say, "Like, I understand. I understand. It's the right thing to do. But if your players are all coming to you and they're telling you we want to do this, at some point you just got to let it. Just got to let it. Like you don't. You don't gotta. You know, stand on the." On the principle of decorum, and no, even though everyone wants to do this, we're not going to do this. Do it. Let them do it. That's part of being a leader. Sometimes, if all if all your guys come to you and are like, "We want to do this, and we will execute this," let them execute it. Yeah, because if they had Sometimes gone out that there, easy. if they hadn't gone out there in victory formation, and we're in there just running a regular play. This is a no, sto- a no story. Like, yeah, they would exactly. have scored the touchdown, no and it's like, yeah, they, they ran up the score in a division rival. It happens. It's whatever. Exactly. The issue is just oh. caming Arthur's, out. This is out an Arthur Smith and Dennis Allen story right now, and Arthur Smith isn't relevant right now or anymore. Yeah. He can't hurt us anymore, so get out of here with that. That leaves Dennis Allen holding the, the proverbial luck potato. Yep. Decorum, please. All right. All right. You want you want to talk about uh, the one game of Week 18 that really mattered. You wanted to talk about the Bills Dolphins Sunday night game to end the football season. What? Well, 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 Angelo. Well, well, well. I'll the have you know, I, pre- I, I, I predicted Miami to to be the number one seed. I'll have you know. The one seed, but they're not the one seed. I know. That's what no, I'm saying. I had the... that one. Yes, I did. You did. And Buffalo reigned supreme in the NFC East. I believe there was a point in which both... Um, both Miami and the Jaguars were sitting at nine and three or nine and two, if I'm not mistaken, and Buffalo was sitting at six and six. Yeah, nine and three. I don't three want to talk three. about it. And only one of those teams won the division, and it sure as hell wasn't the the nine win teams. How about oh. those Buffalo Bills, man? Wasn't oh. a pretty game, I'll say that. Like That's Josh Allen didn't play that great. So. What overarching thing do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Buffalo, how Buffalo improved, or do you want to talk about how Miami struggles? Which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, I guess we can talk about Miami first, because they were the defeated side here. So they should just go first, be done with them. And it's like, I guess this is a little spoiler for what's coming up next. But this Miami Mm. team, away from home, isn't winning a game in the playoffs, man. They couldn't score 21 in Miami. In Miami. In Miami. Now they have to go to Kansas City. And it's cold in Kansas City, man. This team, while one of the better, best, le- the best teams in the league at Let home, me just look. 
Let me just let me just explain to you how disappointed I am in Miami right now. You're telling me, you're telling me Josh Allen turned the ball over two times and you couldn't muster more than a hundred. This looks like a Justin Fields stat line that Alex is about to make fun of. You're telling me you couldn't get 200 yards of passing. You're telling me you couldn't get more than like 40 yards in the second half, a whole half. The most open offense in the NFL, or one of them, couldn't get more than 40 passing yards in the second half. What the fuck? What the hell? Just, yeah, they've lost their choice. I mean, I told you from the start, this team can handle adversity. They lose Raheem Mostert, they lose Jalen Waddle, and they can't muster 200 yards of passing offense. It's crazy. Josh Allen had more rushing yards than the Miami offense had passing yards in the second half. <laughs> that one is hilarious. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, and Stefan Diggs finally had a pretty strong game. You know who had a really, really strong game? Takir, Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir, yeah, because Gabe Davis went out. And I yeah. believe he is likely to miss the Pittsburgh game. Ooh, that's not going to... Well, no, this isn't Kansas City. That's not going to matter. Gabe Davis yeah. has his good game against Kansas City. But anyway. Yeah. He needs to be ready for next game, not this one. Yeah. yeah, he needs to be ready for next week, not this week. I just but yeah, Miami, man. When they face adversity, it's rough. It's a rough going, and they really... if. The rhythm gets disturbed. They are a whole different team, man. And it's not good. Do you think there's, like, this low-key thing that, like... So, like, we obsess over, like, um, the Miami weapons. Like, ooh, they got Javon A. Chain, Devon A. Chain, and they have uh, or had Raheem Mosert and Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Looking outside of that, and two of those were down... There's not a lot of good stuff left. Like at yeah, all. Man. It is true. and They've been missing a few key pieces. On defense, on offense. And it shows. Yeah, for sure. But still, this is the adversity. I mean, the Browns have had to go through, like, what, five QBs so far? And they are still, yeah. like, in pretty good They're shape. They're still in it, They've, yeah. Yeah, they first adversity, and they are still, like, pushing through, and they have a higher seed than Miami, in fact. And Miami, That's like, bad. facing any sort of, like, small adversity just struggles, man. And I think this is not a team that is built for the big stage yet. And maybe it never will be. Maybe this is just one of those flashy regular season teams who can never get it done. It happens. Maybe they're just the Bills from years prior. Circling your wagons yet too much. Josh Allen is still turning the ball over, and he's still going to have to face two of Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, or that new third quarterback I was thinking of. I don't even remember. Well, he wasn't going to have to face Joe Burrow. So, not this year. (laughs) Unfortunate. Unfortunate. He's still going to have to go through Lamar or Mahomes. 
So yes, I don't think you can turn correct. them. I don't think you can give them, those guys extra possessions like Josh Allen's been given, and, and he's and still given. He's the gift that keeps on giving, dude. Go. I mean, yeah, but I guess like if you're looking at the other games, and it's like this one, he had what? Uh, what's this yeah. game? Yeah, this one he had two picks. Yep. But I mean, since what? Since uh, yeah, I, I was going to make a point, but then now I'm looking at the interceptions, like for real, and it's like two, one, one. Then he had the game with none. And it's like one 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 two one 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 one. He's the gift and that keeps on giving, dude. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and this is the guy. This is the guy you might be picking to make the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Are you high? Yeah. And as I said prior, the interceptions, like a few, 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 few weeks it. ago. <laughs> Alex the Delulu. Uh, as I said a, a few weeks ago, I mean, the, the turnovers to fourteen points. The turnovers was going to be like the big one, and now this is the year in which he has had the most picks in his whole career. I mean, he had eighteen interceptions be, this year. He's going to be the gift that keeps on giving in the playoffs. I'm telling you right now. But I think, I think those don't let those Buffalo hurt you, Alex. Don't let Buffalo hurt you, Alex. Like, I'm not going to go through all of them. But I remember in some of this Buffalo Bills game, some of these picks have been held Mary's as well, which is kind of that's like, fair. okay, in that state, it's it's whatever. Um, well, You're going to yeah. let them hurt you. You're going to let them hurt you. <laughs> I mean, I have them winning more than one game. Okay. That's the so. tease that you get. It's, if you say so, buddy. You basically know my whole bracket, so there you go. If you could have read it. Yeah. I uh I don't know how you pick the, the AFC yet. I just know okay. you have in the finals. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, like biggest turnover in the season. I mean, they go from what, six and six? And they finish the season what? They finish the season where the eleven and records. Eleven, 11 and six. six, so they go on to win next so, what five out of six, I believe that was it. So yeah, pretty solid, solid showing from them, and yeah, they are in the playoffs and they won the division. So Yet again, okay. So let's let's go through real quick uh, the teams that Buffalo beat. There are some impressive ones. They beat Miami. They beat New England. They beat the Hobble Chargers, barely. By the way, all these games are barely. Except this one. They beat the Cowboys by a lot. They beat the Chiefs. And the Chiefs one was kind of controversial, if I don't if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it and was the they, one. Oh, go ahead. And he, one, two, three, four. Oh. I forgot my my computer's touchscreen. That's the five. That's the five. The six one, they lost to the Eagles, and then they beat the Jets. That's the start of the streak. Yeah. I don't know, man. And the the Philly one, they should have won. So I guess you can flip, like, Kansas City and Philly. I guess. They played much better than than Philly, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, it's impressive. They had a few good teams in there. They had a few, like, not so great. But I mean, 
beating Kansas, beating Dallas, beating, beating Miami. And, and it's just not like beating those teams. It's beating those teams when you can't really afford to lose any one of those games. I guess the Miami game, yeah. they could by the That's end true. of it because uh, Pittsburgh's win basically meant that uh, Pittsburgh's win and some uh, the Jacks losing basically meant that they were in. But still, impressive wins nonetheless in high-pressure moments. And this team... This is always this is always the type of team that scares me in the playoffs in a good way. That scares me because Aren't they can make a big playoffs? run. Yeah, Aren't but in a good guy? way. Aren't you the guy who was like the Eagles aren't winning good enough and you're going to be taking victory laps over a 2-point win against no, the no, Ian no, led no. Chargers and like no, a 4-point no, no. win against against Bailey Zappi? This no, is what I'm this saying I'm saying that scares me in a good way that they can make a big run because this is a team that has basically been in playoff mode for like over a month while other teams have been able to to be like resting players not taking the games as hard this is a team that is fully focused and has needed to win every I, single one of these I, games I'm glad they were in playoff mode against Adam Eaton and Bailey Zappi yeah, uh, they still won those games. That's all I can say, man. Okay, okay, okay. None of them were easy. But they got it. None of them were easy, but they got it. And I guess that leads us to the playoffs. Okay. Was that you or was that me? What do you mean? Was was that you used that sound or was that me? Oh, that was me. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was opening up too? the sound. No, I was look, looking up the soundboard and then it's like that started playing and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I did something wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm in danger. But no, playoffs, man. What a year this has been. And we're finally here. We are finally here. And I guess it's time for us. Before we predict these games on round one. So it's time for before, us to get bef- the bracket. Before we do that. Okay. The Eagles lost to the Giants pretty embarrassingly. And Nick Sirianni said after they lost in embarrassing fashion... That they weren't going to make any major changes to the play calling. <laughs> is that answering at all to you? Because it kind of is to me. I mean, that screams of a coach who's getting fired after he doesn't win a playoff game this year. He has absolutely no idea on what he needs to adjust at this point. I think he has lost the locker room. I think, like... Lost the locker? Yeah, he lost everything. Like, he has players saying, which is really weird to me, but, like, A.J. Brown coming out and saying that it's the players' fault that he somehow misses some of these calls, which seems weird. We should tell tell him how to be a head coach. Yeah. And it feels like this feels like one of those hirings. I'm not sure if you remember back then, but like when he first got announced, 
there was some skepticism and it's like maybe he's not the right guy for the job like people weren't super high on the eagles like hertz was okay say he wasn't say something anything. crazy Nick yeah. Sirianni just be mid and you could put like me or you in there and the Eagles roster is just that stupidly fucking talented that anyone could have done it. Yeah. I think that's probably like <laughs> not that that's obviously ridiculous because we are far from being cat coaches. But I, know, I, I think I, I think we at least would make some noise. I think that's fair. And it's like, it's going from a guy who has coached his whole life to us. Like, <laughs> the most that I've coached is my Madden teams. I mean, you know when to call a timeout, right? I guess. Is there I, Ask you... Madden in the NFL? Can I, can I ask Madden what I should call here? <laughs> I guess our ask Madden is like I ask you and you ask me and we one go. of us just ask Madden every single time. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, anyway yeah. the bracket. That, that's a hot take. After they lose this game, and I guess that's a spoiler. Oh. Tyrion's you you really here. have too much faith in Tampa, dude. You really no, got I faith don't. in the team that just beat Carolina 9 nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I guess what? I guess you have faith. I guess you have faith in the team that scored ten points versus New York Giants. You say? <laughs> uh, but brackets. And I guess that since I gave the spoiler, it's probably best for me to start. I gave plenty of hints. You still haven't given any sort of hints in the show. So I guess I'll start. Talking about if you've watched. This podcast for the last three weeks, you know, not one, not two, but three of my predictions already. Well, yes, I'm saying in this show that we're currently recording. You haven't, give, have, you haven't given out any sort of in so far. Dude, I've given some. How many more do you want me to give out, Alex? All of them. Okay. Okay, but I guess I can start. So, brackets. I have Buccaneers. No, my bad. I have Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are through. Okay. Okay. Um, I have the Eagles winning that game. Okay. Then I have the Los Angeles Rams at the Detroit Lions. Lions are going through. I hate to break it to you, buddy. Yeah, this one is the hardest for me to call. I have the Rams. Yeah, I was flip-flopping there as well. Quite honestly, if we're being honest, Detroit is an organ. I I love freaking Campbell. Like, I, I, I think I just... The dude is amazing. He obviously galvanizes his troops. But if I'm being honest, Detroit historically isn't used to success. This is their first run in the playoffs. And generally speaking, your first run never goes as well as you would hope. I think on the other side, Sean McVay has been to, if if I'm not mistaken, two Super Bowls, one against the Patriots, one against the Bengals, 
He still has Matthew Stafford, and he still has one, two, throw it to Cooper Cup. So give it, give now, me the Rams. And now they added one, two, throw it to Pukenakua. True. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's it's probably the game that I had the hardest time calling this week for the ones happening today. Uh, today, no, this week in general. Honestly, it's, it's like this one. LA Rams was just a bad pull for Detroit. Like, yeah. like I, on the other hand, you could have had like Tampa or like Green Bay or maybe even a destruct, disorganized Philly. Nope. You got LA. Sorry, but I buddy. think LA would be a bad matchup to whichever team that they got. And if there's yeah, I, like, yeah, exactly. if there's one thing that I can say for the Lions that the Lions have in their favor is that they're running defense is absolutely stout, and that I'm not so sure that LA, the Rams, can make. Like the usual gameplay work, game plan work. If Kyron Williams can't just keep getting the ball and getting them like five yards a pop, twenty yards, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes twenty yards a pop. Apparently, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this was the toughest game, but I'm still going Detroit purely because I can't have so many absents. Because the next game, I have Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. You got and it nobody, wrong. The Packers are going through, man. You got it wrong, buddy. Give me the Cowboys. The Cowboys are winning a game this playoffs. I know it. I feel it. I've I've taken a lot of hits for the Packers. This isn't going to be one of them. Give me the Cowboys. This is one of those games in which, like, you just need to see the first few drives. Like, first drive for it. Either team or both teams in this case. If you watch the first drive for both teams, you will know how this game will play out. Because well, wait a minute, Jordan wait a minute. That means... on. Does that mean that you have so your second, my second round is the LA Rams versus San Francisco 49ers? That means your second round is the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. LeFleur. Just the, the storylines. LaFleur back versus his whole team. Okay. But yeah, like regarding the Packers Cowboys, I think this is one of those games in which you will see very soon what will happen here. Because if Jordan Love is on, Jordan Love is a streaky guy. As I said, he's second in the league in touchdowns, pa- touchdown passings. Only behind Dak Prescott. And it's is a streaky guy. But if he's on. This game will be probably the best game of the whole weekend. Yeah, I probably. feel I feel pretty confident. Especially considering that. the AFC's got some pretty boring matchups to me. Oh well. Yeah, I think so as well. So I'm going with the upset. This this is still a a game that I think I'm being too bullish on because this is in fact the youngest team in the league versus a pretty stout team at home in the Cowboys. I believe they're undefeated at home this year. With, believe it or not, playoff experience. With, yeah, they have a playoff win last year, if I'm not mistaken. They did beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think the Packers Cowboys. I think the Packers have something to say here. Do you want to go straight to the AFC or just continue down the... Continue through the NFC and then we'll do the AFC. Okay, then I have... Packers at San Francisco. And I have San Francisco going through. 
So I have San Francisco versus LA, and I, I also have San Francisco going through. You know, okay. the sacrificing will continue. And then I have Beck Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. That's just an ugly freaking gone. Yeah, and I think it's just it's the worst game of the weekend. Lions just roll through. So, so I have I, Lions and, at San Francisco 49ers Conference Championship. So this is why I think I'm right, because you have one of the most boring. If the NFL wants to rig some games, you have one of the most boring second round matchups I think I've ever heard. I got Dallas versus Philly. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Uh, do you know who I have, Alex? Do you know what? who I have going through? What? The Cowboys! The Cowboys against the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Tell me that isn't so. Tell me that wouldn't sell. That would sell. I, I mean, yeah, it would sell, of course. Like, Dallas always sells. But it's like, it's just a game that you know what will happen. It's like my uh, like Dallas has absolutely no chance versus San Francisco. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it's like they will just keep talking their shit, and then it's like yeah, they get run run over by San Francisco like usual. So, so you're San telling Francisco me, versus Detroit. We go on. Yep, go on. So you're, you're telling, telling me what that you have Dallas the Dallas Cowboys. Having the yep. same amount of wins this year as they've had yep. since 2014. Yep. In the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Yes. You are a very confident individual in those Cowboys, man. For sure. I'm first telling first. you, I, I don't care. After the Cowboys beat Green Bay, the first thing you're going to hear, I'm not going to fuck the fuck the intro. Fuck, hey, guys. Welcome to Norris. It's Alex. That's the first thing you're going to hear. All um, right. All right. I'm more confident that the Eagles lose than the the Cowboys lose. But I have to throw some spice in here, and I think the Packers have a chance. Uh-huh. And okay, finally, going to the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions at the 49ers. And I have the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. So, I'm thinking about this, right? Don't do it, Angel. Originally, I had the San Francisco 49ers beating Dallas in San Francisco. What was the Super Bowl last year, Alex? Super Bowl last year with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll stick to my guns. I think the San Francisco 49ers go on to the Super Bowl. Oh, you gave me a scare here. I did. I, I got to. Yeah. Nah, you got me. For sure. <laughs> okay. AFC then. Do you want to start this one? Disgusting. Yeah. The first game is, that at least that I see... You start with the four or five. Yep. The first game is the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns in Houston. And in that game, CJ Stroud, you know, playing against Ohio. I have the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Exact same here for me. Browns beat the Texans. Okay. So next one Miami Dolphins going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. 
I have Kansas City. Yeah. Same I don't think I, I understand Kansas City has been struggling, but at the same time, Patrick Mahomes has lost to Tom Brady and Joe Burrow in the playoffs since his career started, and I don't think that's changing just yet. Okay, I agree. I still so, I also have the Chiefs winning. I do not trust this Miami Dolphins team away from Miami. Even in Miami it's hard, but away from Miami it's impossible, man. So next one, Buffalo Bills against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I really wanted to pick the Steelers, but quite <laughs> honestly, I watched the Steelers struggle to beat the backups of Baltimore, and I'm just like, this is just this is just bad, dude. Like this is just, this is just bad. Oh, Buffalo, um, I don't think it will be. It, it shouldn't be particularly close, but I'm sure if they win by only two, you'll be doing victory laps. So, But give me Buffalo. It is what it is. Also, uh, Pittsburgh shouldn't have TJ Watt. I believe Tomlin ruled him out already. Yeah, there's no hope. Yeah. If, if they win, if they win, that'll be the biggest upset I've, I've seen in a long time as far yeah. as an NFL playoff. I agree. So we have the same here. We have the same three winners. Divisional round. Give it to me straight, Angela. Which just means we have the same second round. Yes. So, uh, Baltimore. Uh, well, Cleveland at Baltimore. And I'm sticking to my guns. The Cleveland Browns went into Baltimore and won during the season. They're going to do it again. Lamar is going to be one and done. Cleveland to the AFC Championship game. I cannot start to tell you how wrong you are on this one. Because it's clearly the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this is the Ravens. You are Angelo the Delulu on this one. Indeed. I just... The fairy tale has to end somewhere. And I think it ends in Baltimore, where it began. Uh, It doesn't end in Baltimore. It ends in Baltimore. It doesn't end in Baltimore. Joe Flacco will turn back to Joe Flacco. And that's Joe it. Flacco will head to Baltimore where he spent his entire career, got all that money, and he will knock them out of the playoffs. Now, one knock thing that does scare me here is that this is a team who out, who have who has the first round bye, so they won't play this week. They rested they won't most play. of their starters last week. So now this is Lamar a team with play. two weeks rest. Yeah. Lamar yep. didn't play. So Lamar Two weeks without playing, facing this Browns defense. It's rough, yeah. but I still trust Miles, in this Miles Garrett will be coming for him all day. I still think the Ravens are the best team in the league right now. So give me the Ravens. I think they'll be the best team to get knocked out in the first round. Um, no, no, that's Dallas. So, <laughs> so next one, Kansas City coming to Buffalo. I think Kansas City has Buffalo's number mentally. I think I even no matter how good Buffalo's playing, I think there is like a psychological advantage Patrick Mahomes and that team has against Buffalo. And Josh Allen is the gift that keeps on giving. He's gonna give Patrick Mahomes one or two extra possessions. Give me Kansas City. This game was in Kansas. I would believe you. I think that's how the game plays out. But this is now Bills Mafia and Bills Mafia com- country will have will have everything ready to receive Patrick Mahomes and they will finally 
You don't have to let the Bills hurt you, man. No, no. They will finally <laughs> take out the Kansas City Chiefs. They you are said gonna... finally. This is finally. this is this is my this is my whole point. Like there is a psychological advantage Kansas no, City has. This is the Davis versus Goliaths. This is the story that they need to finish. Haven versus Goliath. This is this Kansas, the Kansas Bills... City has won a game in like a month. No, no, no. But playoff wise, the story is uh-huh. here. Like they can never beat KC. They are Cody Rhodes. Kansas City is Roman Reigns. Oh no! This is the WrestleMania, oh, no. and the Buffalo Bills are winning this one. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills go to the conference championship. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna that's gonna, that's gonna be a heated game if it happens. Anyway, so I have Cleveland against Kansas City, and Kansas City will be at home against Cleveland in my predictions. And I have Kansas City going to the Super Bowl to face San Francisco. Okay, here this is like my two child, my two my two children. Playing with one another, and I have to pick a favorite. Your two children are going to get there. My two children are getting there, and they are playing with each other. And I have to decide who I like more between the two. And it's tough, but sometimes you have to make tough decisions. And I think the team that will make the least mistakes and the team who will be not perfect, but the closest to perfection. Will be. Don't you dare say it. The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, this guy. <sighs> so, it, so it hurts so, me because I've been on the Bills wagon for a while now. But it is what well, it is. Let now. me get this straight. Let me get this straight. So last week we talked about the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. of the logos, and you were like, "I don't believe that." And <laughs> what, what's your what's your prediction again? What's your prediction again, now, Alex? Please, uh, please tell me what your Super Bowl matchup is. The Super Bowl matchup is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. So, so, so what? Uh, Did you see what, that they re- remade the logo? Oh, they did. What what what's the logo look like now? Does it look like uh, Kansas City? And no, it's like um, and it came after all of that like conspiracy <laughs> theory. So uh-huh. it's like some people are like, okay, maybe they're this onto is us. Why they it. Yeah, they're <laughs> onto us. They've made a new logo. Um, where is it? I saw it mentioned, but I'm not actually seeing it. So maybe I'm giving you fake news. Fake news. But I've saw it plenty of times. Mm-hmm. But all I see is still the. Oh no! Oh, where's the updated one? I think it's here. I think it's this one. Yeah, I think the new one is now green, and it has. It looks like Bill's colors or something. Oh, God, but it's no. green now. On top, it's green. Don't tell me Packers Bills. No! no, it seems that it's Miami. It looks like Miami. It's Miami. Oh God! Yeah, it looks like Miami's colors. Uh, they probably just wanted the team they were sure wasn't going to get there. Okay, so <laughs> wow. okay, and your Super Bowl, um, San Francisco. 
versus Kansas City. And who do you have winning it? San Francisco. San Francisco. I have the Baltimore Ravens winning my Super Bowl. Oh, my God. The Baltimore Ravens, the team that you said wouldn't win a single game this playoff, is winning the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Delusional. And Lamar Jackson. You're delusional. Although I'm not even a particular big fan of Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson will have two, two unanimous MVPs and a Super Bowl. You're delusional. Get ready. Just get out of here. Okay. With this out of the cursed way. Season. It's cursed freaking season. You, you, will, you will be reeling after that. But after that, I think that just leaves one thing, right? What's that? The predictions for this games in terms of betting lines. Oh, you want, okay. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I think I think you can track just like the playoffs. For like, you won the regular season. Give me a shot at the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe you won. win it. Chad, he's like, he's like, come on, man. Just, just let's just just money lines. You, yeah. You're you're like you're like an addict that has a problem. You're just like maybe maybe I me, just want to get a better percentage here. Let me do it. You just just one more shot. Just one more, please, please. I think right. I think I can I can pay you off. All right, fine, sure. All right then. Then first game that I have here, Saturday, Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Now we know which team that we think will will win, but now it's betting lines, now and we have the Browns minus two and a half over under forty four and a half. And I'm going with the Browns. The Browns minus two and a half for me. Same. Okay. Browns minus two and a half. You will have to agree with, with me on plenty of this. My God. Some of these lines. Go on. Okay. Now I guess you can go. I guess you can go on this one. The next one I have is Miami at Kansas City with four points being given to Miami. Um, As a betting line, give me Miami. Okay. Miami plus four to you. I'm going with the favorite here still. Even though I, I think they'll win, I also think they covered this oh, line. Minus four. Some of these I, lines. Yeah, some of these lines are really weird. But yeah. KC minus four for me. Okay. I think this I think this is a real stump. Like they just annihilate the dolphins. I don't I don't think they annihilate the dolphins. I think it's gonna be I a think close. this is a three I think it is a three score <laughs> game, so a three score game! Jeez. I don't think Miami's ready for this. So you have them like crouncing Miami and then losing to Buffalo. Yes. Okay. That is correct. You're next. Okay. For me, next one is oh, of course, this is the worst game. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are 10-point favorites. The over-under is 36 and a half. This one went down from the 40s to 36 and a half. Go ahead. Just so you know. Go ahead, buddy. And yeah, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills minus 10. Give me the steal. <laughs> yeah. 10 points? I, I'm not game? sure. Are, you, are we even sure that Pittsburgh scores points? 
That's a good question. Is Mason Rudolph starting or is Kenny Pickett back? I believe it's Mason Rudolph. I believe Kenny Pickett is back, but they are going with Mason Rudolph. That's what happened last week. Oh, my God. They seem to have benched Kenny Pickett, effectively. That's pretty rough. Okay. But the Duck Hunter, it's it's over. Okay. Okay. Um, Green Bay Packers at Dallas Cowboys. Uh, seven and a half favorites is the Cowboys. I actually don't like this line for Dallas, but you know, at the same time, I might as well go on. Boys, the Cowboys. You know what I pick in this one? There's not much room for me here. It's just I think it's an upset. So give me Green Bay plus seven and a half. Yep. Okay, next one for me. Sunday night football. The De- the Los Angeles Rams at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are three and a half point favorites over under 51 and a half, the highest on the week. Boy, it's nice going to DraftKings and seeing that 0.00 bounce. Anyway, go on. <laughs> and I'm going with the Rams plus three and a half. Oh, you really don't have that much faith in Detroit. I'm no, also that's... going through Rams plus three and a half, which means, of yeah. course, Detroit's about to win and cover that. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'm putting the curse on you. You're putting the curse on me. Okay, the final game. Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eagles, even though they're way favored by three. Give me the Eagles. Can you imagine just like, Play like when the season's starting, just saying, Yeah, the Eagles will make the playoffs, they'll face the Buccaneers. That's just shocking by itself. And then it's like, and they will be three point favorites. What the Super Bowl? The team that went to the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles, are gonna be three point favorites to the Baker Mayfield play Buccaneers, not like 13, just three. Just three. And I would tell you back then. Yeah, and they're going to lose that game. So give me oh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> plus three. It is. I mean, it is what it is, man. I think Tampa Bay plus three is the call here. And that's it. Very short list. Just six games here. And I think the playoffs are set. And we are set. And our listeners are set. Okay, well, then do the outro, Alex. You do the honors. As Angelo usually says, fancy, nice little donate button right there that you can click up. Help us. Helps the show. Helps us. Helps everyone. Uh, And if you're listening on the Apple podcast, if you're listening on Spotify, leave us a five-star review. Leave us... um, Leave us nothing. Uh, <laughs> just turn Leave on the auto nothing. download. Leave us nothing outside of that five star review and the auto downloads on, please. We appreciate that one. If you're listening on YouTube still, um, you can go to the other one because there's no video yet. Probably will take a while if there's ever video, but you can just leave us a like there. Just turn on the notifications and leave us a comment as well. We'll read those, of course. And thank you for just sitting with us for another, what, two hours and sitting with us for the whole regular season. I hope you stay for the playoffs as well. 
And I hope you enjoy this this playoff edition of our show that will go on through the Super Bowl. And I hope you enjoy playoffs in general. I hope your team made it in. Mine didn't. Angelo's didn't. Neither did mine. So, yeah. I just, although both of our teams did end the season over 500, we're still unlucky in that regard. So, so uh, yeah. Hope you have the best If you're ready for Alex to be wrong during the playoffs, then, you know, get ready. Tune in next week. Talk to you guys next week. See you guys.